pullover. Lean in. It's time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time. Your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. I remember the very first time that I had that aha moment about um, realizing that we all perceive things differently. That separation between, oh, the world I see might not be the world you see. And also uh, the limits of language in how we even communicate that awareness between one another. So my first memory of this was, I mean, I don't know how old I was, but I know I was very young. Um, I was thinking about colors and it occurred to me sitting in a patch of grass with a friend talking about the sky, it occurred to me that what I'm calling blue, she might not see as blue as the blue that I see. So she might be, I had no idea what she's seeing through her eyes, but we're both pointing up to the sky and saying blue, but I was like, well, how do I know that the blue I'm seeing is the blue she's seeing? And what if she's actually seeing what I call orange, but we've just all agreed that this, the word for this thing up in the sky is blue, and then that's what's happening. And I was like, my mind, my little mind was just blown by this, um, fascinated and also kind of amazed in a, a way that was almost like a, not a, not fear, but that kind of awe of like, oh, whoa, like there's these things we can't know things we can't know about each other. We can't be in another person's experience. And this just like really blew my mind. So immediately I was invited to everybody's birthday parties because I was so much fun. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Anyways, but it was kind of a a cool thing to wrap my head around. And, um, you know, this is a good reminder because even as adults, we can often forget that our experience is not the same as another person's experience and how we're seeing things is not the same way that someone else is on many levels. And, um, and also that there are limits to language. I mean, English is my first main language. I only kind of dabble in a couple of others, but so let's, as far as I know, (laughs) English has a ton of limitations, right? And even how we use words, like I'll often, there was a, a time there where I wouldn't understand everything that someone was saying. And I was too afraid of asking them to define a word for me because I, they're using it in a sentence. And I thought, oh yeah, we're all supposed to know what that word means. Like I'm smart like you, so I should know this word. And this was, you know, my own like insecurities around intelligence and how I would be perceived. And at some point I challenged that and I was like, you know what? I don't have anything to be ashamed of. If I don't understand a word, I'm going to ask what the word is. And that way I'll actually learn. And that's better. I want to be someone who really learns instead of someone who's faking being intelligent. (laughs) 
dream bigger, everybody. So um, I started doing this. And what was so interesting, you might want to try this, is that a lot of people could not define the words they were using. Like, so here I was thinking, um, oh, my God, they know how they know this stuff that I don't. A lot of people didn't even know what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> they couldn't define it. And they, or then, then they would try. But and this was even before phones. Um, now, sometimes, you know, people look up the word and they're like, oh, I've been using that wrong like for years. So, you know, we're all learning. There's nothing to be ashamed of. But there are limits here. And today I want to talk about, um, you know, how those limits may or may not be getting in your way. Right. Because, you know, and especially uh, especially in social media situations. Right. So not only are we limited by language, uh, we're limited by space and by context and how we communicate things. Right. Especially in the only social media I use is Instagram. So I'll I'll be talking about that. But, you know, in this self-help world, which I assume you're vaguely familiar with since you're listening to this, um, are you feeling cynical? cynicism about this sometimes like are you attracted to it but also sometimes you kind of just get over it and you find yourself judging and maybe having a oh I don't know imaginary arguments with strangers on Instagram (laughs) like how they're phrasing something or what they're leaving out or maybe they're oversimplifying um this is easy to do partially because you know a lot of that is true. It is oversimplified. It is limited. This is not the place for, there are so many possibilities and such great things that happen on social media. Yes. And it's as a form of real communication about real topics that matter. I think it's important that we do our best to talk about things that matter on social media, to connect and raise awareness in the public sphere. And I think it's also really important to notice and to respect that there are limits here. You know, if you're talking to somebody about um, inequality, about um, anti-racism, about trauma, like these are some of the topics that are happening in Instagram stories. And sometimes there's some really beautiful um, information being shared and received. But when it gets down to the human beings, you know, a lot of these conversations eventually need to be taken offline and from to one heart to another, one mind to another. It needs to really land and get in there so that we really understand. Otherwise, you're going to be like old Danette who's like, I know what that word means, but you don't really. And I think that, <laughs> you know, that's a surface thing. That's a perform. I was performing intelligence and I wasn't, or at least not in that particular way with vocabulary, which is only one kind of intelligence. So, There are limits here. Um, And specifically, um, you know, as someone who's in the self-help field, I, uh, you know, I find myself, I have done that. I get like all, you know, be in a bonnet around (laughs) certain things. And this is usually when I'm like scrolling mindlessly and I haven't been intentional about why I'm online in the first place. but also because I care so much about this, like obviously this is the work I do and I wouldn't do it if I didn't believe in it, if I didn't believe in the results, if I didn't believe in the importance, the impact, not just for individuals, obviously my specialty and where I think that, you know, my work is best done is with 
you know, self-marriage, self-love, a real, real core uh, relationship, right? That's where I like to do my particular contribution to this work. Um, you know, but it's like, you know, when I, when I see the, the kind of limits of, of how things are communicated and when things are simplified and then dismissed because the confused mind says no, right? If we're not really clear about something or if there's like dissonance, we're going to just scroll, we're going to argue, we're going to dismiss something. And I, I want to give you space right now to ask some questions about uh, what you might be missing. Not in a scarcity way, not FOMO missing, right? But like, are there some lessons? Is there some love? Is there some openness that you've uh, maybe deflected a little bit um, because of the limits of our own language and the limits of our own perceptions? Um, you know, and this comes down to um, the limits of language, yes, and all of that. And... Um, teachers. Now I'm going to, I'm going to define teachers as, you know, people you may have hired or not. People like coaches, could be therapists, could be actual teachers, facilitators, writers, artists you look up to, people that you are learning from um, when it comes to your own personal evolution, whoever that might be. Could be also friends, family, whoever you are learning from. Uh, have you ever found yourself getting frustrated with your teachers. You know, you maybe you're following someone online, you really you read their book, you really liked it. And then you're fault you're loving it. You're just you're on board. Maybe you've put them on a little bit of a pedestal. Maybe they illuminated something at just the right time for you. And you're like, "I love this person. I just want to consume all of what is going on here." And then they take a turn. They miss a beat. They are ignorant about something. And you can see it clearly. And it's like, what? What is going on? This person's supposed to be my teacher. They're supposed to know these things. Maybe you're disappointed that they don't know those things. Um, I want you to really pay attention there. So first of all, teachers are human beings. And I think sometimes, especially in this realm of personal growth, where we're feeling really connected and... Um, you know, we get such gifts from teachers in so many different ways. And if it is, again, in that like a hard time of your life, um, it can be a really like, you can really let them in, really trust them, right? When actually you don't really know this person, right? This is a different kind of relationship. You know, if they're in a teaching role, sometimes they're not even, they don't even know they're in a teaching role with you. You've decided that. Um, but if they're actually a teacher facilitator, that's a very particular container, right? And um, they didn't claim to be perfect, I'm assuming, right? Um, so um, it can be disappointing when we think this person has the answers. And then it can be really understandable to be disappointed when they don't. I think that, you know, there's, uh, there's so many things that I teach and that I help my clients with. And... Um, one of the things I find myself doing quite often is undoing the beliefs that they have around a certain practice, around what they've learned, around what like popular opinion or the jokes about one of these exercises or practices might be, right? There's a lot of assumptions we make about 
what we should and shouldn't be doing. And one of my favorites to talk about is affirmations because they get such a bad reputation. And I think they're one of the most powerful things that I have done in my own evolution. There is a way to do them that has them really land. I understand the joke about like, I'm going to put a Lamborghini on my vision board and it's just going to fall into my lap. Like, of course that's limited. (laughs) And also sometimes that has happened for people, but there's more to it. The point is there's more to it that you can't fit into an Instagram post. And affirmations are actually deprogramming, reprogramming your very specific thoughts and beliefs. So you can't just get them from a book and you can't just get them from an Instagram post. They might be inspiring, they might not feel complete, and that doesn't mean there's something wrong with the teacher or the poster or whoever delivered them. That's just the nature of the situation, right? I mean, they're a human being, language is limited, perception, all that stuff. And also, what I'm hearing in that, if that's something that you're experiencing, is that that frustration, listener, I want you to follow that frustration. That frustration is showing you where your desire is, where your burning desire is, what what is missing out there. And you know it's missing, which means you know what that is. You know what that little gap is. You know what you want changed. And then you get upset because someone else hasn't named it. But you wouldn't have that feeling of dissatisfaction if there wasn't a part of you who already had the answer. And a good teacher will help you unearth the answers that are within you, especially a good coach, that's the job of a coach, is not to give you their answers, but to help you unearth your own answers. It's not their job to deliver it for you. That's not how it works. This is like, you have things in you that I do not have. You have things in you that no teacher has. If whatever they've done through intention or not has revealed this, consider that lesson learned or learning. You know, I want to know if, you know, maybe there's a book that you picked up and uh, authors are teachers for sure, right? So you pick up a book, you read the title. It's like, this is it. This is the book I've been looking for. I'm so excited to read this. You're anticipating what the book's going to give you before you've read it, which means you have a hope, which means you know there's something that you need to hear. It's in there. It's like it's just underneath a thin layer of skin. It's in you. We don't, it might be in the pages of this book, but we don't know yet. The point is, I want you to pay attention. What is it that you know that you're hoping to hear from others And I want you to ask yourself if maybe, if maybe if you are frustrated with the teachers around you, if you are working with people and you're like, oh, there's something missing. If only they did this, they should be saying this. They should be addressing this. If you're in a place of judgment, which is totally human, but if you're in a place of judgment around that and there's something there, I want you to ask yourself, Do you have something to teach? You know, I am, um, oh gosh, I'm so excited. I'm, 
I'm almost, I'm nervous to keep sharing this because um, I've said this many times. I am very, very close to finishing my first book. It's been so many ups and downs on this journey. It's been like a nine year journey. It's like, it's comical, all that stuff. Um, The book started because I was pissed off that I could not find the book I wanted. (laughs) I was in one of many series, one breakup in a series of breakups. And I was at the Annette Public Library and I was sitting on the floor and I'd been to the bookstores. I'd been on a lot of carpeted floors crying, looking in the shelves for this perfect book. And I was, I would leave frustrated. I would leave, I'm like, it's not it, it's not it, it's not it, it's not it. There was something in me I was looking for. What was it? So I asked myself, okay, what is the book? I obviously have some answers because I'm very particular about what it isn't. So that's step one. If your teachers are not teaching you what you want to learn, start to name what is it that you want to learn? What are those chapter headings that are missing from the books that you're reading? What do you really want? This is um, a way of coaxing out your own wisdom. It might be manifest. So if you're, I just want to pause here and just like normalize the judgment you might be feeling, the frustration, the cynicism. It's really easy to make fun of people. (laughs) It's really easy to uh, disregard or write a scathing review of someone else's book because of all the things they've missed. Um, It's a lot easier to be critical and we all do it. So even if you're feeling like, oh God, I've been that person. That's not really cool. It's not who I want to be. Great. We're all that that person at some point. And now is the moment where you can acknowledge that and just begin to shift from criticism to contribution. I forget the quote, but I just read on Instagram (laughs) yesterday, uh, a friend shared a Brene Brown quote that was about um, wanting to have said that you contributed more than criticized in your lifetime. Um, So that's what this is, right? But the criticism is part of it. It's where you notice what's missing and then it's not, you're not done there. You don't just get to sit back and criticize. If you wanna really be living your life and really be empowered and really be evolving so that you can contribute and bring more love into the world and bring the change you want to see into the world, this is where you start asking the questions, what is missing? What can I contribute? Where are your teachers missing the point? What can you teach, right? They're all coming from their own perspective. And every single one of us has spots where we are unable to to see the full picture. We're only operating from our own perspectives. Is self-marriage the only way to evolve in this world? Of course not. It is the way that I resonate with. It's the way that I feel called to do this work. But the truth is, is that when I say this work, there's so many of us doing it and we just call it different things. To me, I look around, I see the same thing. If you look at, you know, organized religions that are completely supposedly opposed to one another, you can see threads of the same things in all of them. If you look at any coach or any personal development book or any book about goals or habits or intuition, whether it's like 
going into like a feminine energy or a supposedly masculine energy, whether it's like more technical or researched or more intuitive and woo-woo, whatever. You can line them all up and honestly, there are if you, if you kind of blur your gaze, <laughs> they're all just little pieces of the same puzzle, right? And the beauty of this is that any door can open to take you down the path that you need to go down. There's no right door. You know, you're listening to this. So, you know, maybe self-marriage is the door for you. If this and my voice and a soft shoulder resonates with you, that means this is a door that's feeling good for you. And so long as it does feel good for you, please keep coming in. Um, It's my absolute joy and honor to serve you if this is resonating. If it's not, There's so many other people out there doing this. There's so many ways to organize this idea of getting to the core, core, getting to the source of dreaming a vision, of imagining the future, of thinking about what you want to create, of mapping out a way to move these things forward. You know, whether you're using smart goals or core desired feelings or whatever, It's whatever moves you forward. And you might go from one to the other, depending on where you are. So um, what was your first self-help book? Do you even remember? I mean, we all come to this work in some way, having some aha moment. We're introduced to this party of personal growth by someone else, by something else, by an idea, by a philosophy, by a yoga practice, by a movie, you know? And um, it won't have the same impact as someone else. You know, like if your your first uh, self-help book was like, I don't know, The Artist's Way. Someone gave you The Artist's Way, the book by Julia Cameron. And it was just like, oh my God. And you had this whole awakening because you were ready, because you were receptive, because that language spoke and resonated, was in harmony with wherever you were. And so it easily got into you, into your psyche. It easily landed in your brain and mapped on and it felt all nice and good, like putting on a sweater that fits beautifully, that fabric fits and feels so good. That's not going to fit everybody. So your experience with that is not going to be the same as someone else who, I don't know, read like getting things done by David Allen, very different kind of sweater. Okay. And, you know, um, but maybe that is what, you know, there was like a more structured jacket and they put that on and they loved the way it like changed their posture and they felt their identity shift as a result of organizing their filing cabinet. And that set them off on this whole other path. Well, you don't just have to stop there. The beauty, I mean, obviously I'm bias. I'm like, (laughs) I love reading these books. I love, even though I know they're all the same, I love hearing the nuances. I love how individuals find their own ways. I love to educate myself to see how I can maximize my experience based on what the teachers are giving me. Also based on what the teachers are not giving me. And in the past, I would definitely say I, um, I did a lot more of like putting people on pedestals and being critical and feeling disappointed by my, my teachers who I chose, (laughs) some of them I never met, you know, um, and then, you know, canceling them or like discrediting everything that they've given me because there's something missing or they've made a human mistake. 
So um, there's so many ways into this. Um, Look at the teachers the way you would hope to be looked at if you were the teacher. You probably are a teacher, whether you realize it or not. You know, someone like you listening to something like this, you're probably a model for someone else in your life without realizing it. And of course, you're going to make mistakes. And of course, you're going to be ignorant about certain issues that have not touched your life. And of course, when you start learning, as we all should, about the experiences of other, about how we're connected, about the responsibilities that we've had, the privileges that we've had that we were not awake to before, as we start to continually question, interrogate, you want to do that with love. And you want to do that with an attitude of learning and growth because otherwise, you know, when we go to that place of criticism, and that's that's the direction of shame. That's where we're going to shut down and we're not going to learn. Like me not feeling like I could ask people like, hey, could you define that long ass word you just said? It was like six syllables. I've never heard it before. I was ashamed to ask. I was ashamed to learn which meant that I wasn't learning and growing and instead I was performing something. And it doesn't even matter what that person thought of me, if that person thought I was intelligent or not. I knew that I was faking it and I knew that I was performing. And every time I did that, even though it was just a blip under my like subconscious radar, I felt like a fraud and I knew I couldn't really trust myself to really make, like, to be real right? So if you think about this in terms of social justice issues and you want to just like look like somebody who cares because you're worried about how it might look, especially on social media, you want to be like, I'm going to post this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to take this book club. I'm going to do this course. You know, you just want to appear and it's coming from a real place, like a real desire. But if you're not really willing to look at yourself, if you're not really willing to admit what you don't know, what you don't understand and sometimes you're going to need a safe place to do this it is of my opinion that social media is not a safe space to do this kind of work around trauma around and you know racism is a form of trauma for both the perpetrators and the people on the receiving end of this right so um there are limits here right acknowledge the limits give yourself the best Um, conditions to actually learn, to actually grow. If you care about the issues that you, you know, you care about, (laughs) you want to actually do it right, do it from the inside out, from a real place. You want to be able to make the change, to be trustworthy, to earn trust, right? Um... I think you have so much wisdom in you that you probably don't realize. You know, a lot of teachers, um, well, first of all, I want you to also remember this. You've probably heard it said that um, teacher, we, we teach what we most need to learn. Think about that for a second. So if you've been let down by a teacher who's teaching you about like, I don't know, being responsible with money, and then, you know, something happens and you see evidence of them really blowing it in, their, in terms of responsibility and integrity with money, um, well, that doesn't that make perfect sense, right? And um, 
And, you know, and then it's up to them and their own growing path to be able to acknowledge that they stumbled, to learn again from it, to put that into the work and and use that in their teaching. They will know what it's like to be out of integrity on something that is so important and to do that publicly. And that is an amazing thing for a teacher to be sharing, right? It's much less interesting to hear about things from people who had it easy, right? Um, I love those stories about, you know, like when people are teaching a drawing class and it was, they were the person who didn't start drawing until they were like over 40 or something. And, you know, they weren't the person who was praised for drawing. They couldn't do realistic drawings and they found, they overcame those blocks. They overcame those, you know, silly beliefs and all the shame and the pain of not feeling like the artist they want to be and not feeling free. And they overcame it. Like that is the, is a fabulous teacher for anybody who's in that category, right? Like if you're in, you know, whatever age group and you want to learn how to draw, it's like, you know, you could take a course from like, I don't know, like a 15 year old who just has been drawing beautifully since they were three. (laughs) And, and that's a different course. And, you know, and even as I'm talking, I'm like, yeah, maybe that's the course for you. The point is, um, you get to choose. Teachers are human. You are human. And I really want you to take this particular episode to two things, to soften, forgive yourself for notice (laughs) and then forgive yourself for the critical eye that you've been holding your teachers in. And that's the first one. How can you maybe contribute instead of critiquing? How can you be a little kinder and understanding about the teachers? What are you noticing there? What's missing? Be curious about it, right? ease up a little bit. And then part two, what do you have that's not being taught? What do you know that you're not hearing? What is that thing that every time you scroll, go to a blog post, listen to a podcast, what am I not saying? You know, if you've been listening to me for a while, what am I missing that is important to you? Maybe instead of yelling at the pot, I'm not Danette, what's the matter with you? I don't know. Maybe you're doing that. I don't know. But what do you have something to say? Do you have something to contribute? Obviously, you do. What's it like to consider that you might be a teacher? And you don't have to run a course. You don't have to start a podcast, right? This would be a wonderful journal prompt. If you do morning pages any kind of or any kind of journaling at any point in time, there's no right way to journal. Um, what is it that you know? What is it that you want taught that's not being taught? What are the chapters that are missing from the book that you're reading? Or what is the book that's missing from all the shelves that you haven't seen yet? What is that one little tweak What is something that you know better than anyone? It's usually something that just seems so obvious to you. And you just can't understand why other people aren't addressing it. That is why we need you, dear listener. We need you and your voice. We need you to speak up. You know, all the other teachers out there that you are consuming their works, you are allowing yourself to receive their lessons, to question their lessons, to receive again. These are people who have, like Brene Brown says, like they're in the ring. 
right? They're stepping out there. They're putting their work out in the world. They're taking the risk. What risk are you not yet taking? I would love to hear it. And in fact, if you would love to share that with me, I would really love to hear it. You can email me at Danette at RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com. Even if it's just that little moment of accountability where you just, we don't have to have a big chat. (laughs) You can just slip it into my email. Just tell one person. What is it that maybe you think you're here to teach? If you do want to have a longer, more in-depth conversation and maybe be lovingly challenged and coached and supported on bringing your voice out into the world, you can book a call with me and see if coaching is right for you at RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com. If you scroll down the first page, you should see uh, a little telephone, an old telephone (laughs) drawing. Um, There's a couple places on the main page that book a call with me. You can do that anytime. I would love to hear from you. And uh, speaking of websites, I really do love mine. Uh, Alison Tarr built it and this podcast is brought to you by Alison Tarr. She is also techcoven.com, but I want to bring special attention because not only is she amazing with tarot cards, um, she builds websites and she does a fabulous job. So alisontarr.com is where you can go for her um, developer work and uh, you can get in touch with her there if you are somebody who has something to teach, something to share. And uh, you don't want to be fiddling around with your website and you just would really like someone to just take that part over so you can focus on your craft. Um, Alison Tarr speaks your language. Check her out, please. And um, as always, dear listener, you know, I believe in you and I know that love, more love is really just the way to go. You know, whatever is here is human Whatever is here deserves your love. So if you're being at all hard on yourself at all, um, you know, this is month five of the pandemic. I'm recording this on the 14th of August. So it's like around five months now. And um, it's 30 months to the day of um, my brain injury recovery. And so I was thinking a lot about that, about what this last five months have been about, how that's been especially challenging. Um, And yes, lots of gifts, lots of beauty, but I'm just wanting to give space to the context, the endurance, the, the all kinds of things that this time, this unprecedented time has been asking of us, of me, of you, of us as a whole. Um, And, um, And I want to say that also I understand if you, like me, had something else already going on um, that was already asking quite a lot of you. Maybe not a brain injury. It might be grief. It might be a breakup. It might be some other kind of transition or challenge that um, has had you change the way you live in the world, the way you show up in the world, the way you identify These are not small things, dear listener. They're really not. So please be kind to yourself. More love is always better. And you are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. And you're not alone. Reach out anytime. 
RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com. I look forward to talking to you. And uh, until next time, take care.